Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Well, hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And you may or may not hear some thunder rumbling in the background as I'm recording this. And um, it has been a series of storms here. And uh, so I have to apologize ahead of time if you hear some noise in the background. Well, today I have a very special show for you, and I'm going to talk about back-to-school to-do lists. I am going to be offering a series on uh, creating lists. Um, if you've been with me a while, you know that uh, list keeping and list making is not something I do well or like to do. In fact, that was my New Year's resolution that I would actually make lists and use them. And so I'm really good at jotting down things I need to do and then I proceed to lose it or I set myself uh, phone reminders and then proceed uh, to ignore those uh, when they come in. So I am really working hard on getting uh, myself to keep to my list and it's amazing if I do how much I get done. Well, this broadcast is brought to you by Media Angels. MediaAngels.com is where you can find lots of information about great homeschool products, classes, and so much more. So please visit MediaAngels.com. And hey guys, I want to ask for a favor. Could you please go to iTunes and uh, you may be listening to this show on iTunes or you may be listening on a digital device. Um, many of us have podcast apps on our phones or um, on the computer, um, you know, that you're using or your, um, your digital device. So if you're 
Um, happen to be on iTunes and if you could if you would give us a rating that would really help our shows in fact all of the podcasts on the ultimate homeschool radio network it would all um, it would help us all out greatly if you would do that and um, I appreciate that very much and if you do and would email me at felice at mediaangels.com I have a very special gift for you um, just as my way of saying thank you for doing that. So if you would um, email me at felice at mediaangels.com and even if you have a question, um, please email me as well. And you can find the show notes on episode 96 on vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. And so today I'm talking about um, back to school to-do lists. And um, the first thing I want to share with you is that um, I feel that lists can really help you uh, tackle that organizational nightmare if you happen to be one. Um, I am, and I know that uh, that has really helped me a lot. So I am taking back my house, and I am taking um, over the clutter that has happened um, as I've pushed things aside because I've been uh, doing so many different things and projects. And so what I found for myself is a little secret I'm going to share with you. And that secret is that I clean little sections of my house at a time. If I take a designated room, like let's say my bathroom, and I'll clean a designated area. And then the next day I'll clean more. Or if I go back into the room while I'm in there, I'll just pick up a little bit and straighten up. And the key to that is to keep what you've cleaned neat while you're cleaning the next section. And I found that I've been able to clean my house and keep it more organized by doing that each day. And it makes me feel really good when I walk into my closet, for example. I have a very large walk-in closet, and I'm not stumbling over um, a kicked-off pair of shoes. You know, I take off my shoes and can put them on the shelf. And it just keeps things so much more organized and together, and it's making me really, really happy. So I'm, I'm really uh, dually happy that I was able to do this uh, series of um, podcasts on organization, uh, not only for you, but for me as well. So that's one of the things I wanted to share with you, something that has really helped me. In fact, the other day I mentioned to my sister-in-law how excited I was to have one top shelf almost cleared off. And she was really funny. And she said, you know, Felice, you've told me you were really excited before about different things, but never about a top shelf in the schoolroom being cleared off. In fact, I blogged about um, making lists. And I'm going to have a blog uh, link to uh, the specific blog that I'm talking about. It's called Lists for Back to School. And you can find that at homeforlearning.com. And, uh, and so um, when I was talking to my sister-in-law about it, I said, hey, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to blog about this as well. Uh, because it, it really is a work in progress. In fact, if you look really closely at that um, picture to the right that has the neat shelves, uh, you'll find that there is still stuff that needs to be done. But like I said, it's all a work in progress, and I've decided that, like I shared with you earlier, that cleaning in small bursts or cleaning one section of a room and keeping it clean um, really helps a lot. And, of course, the key is to keep it clean. Okay, so what is on my checkoff list? What do I uh, try to keep 
on my list when I'm going to be ready to gear up to go back to school. So the first is obviously I'm going to select curriculum and um, we've podcasted quite a bit on different books. I've done podcasts with Michelle Miller on living books and I'm excited because Michelle's going to have her own podcast on this network with uh, living books and more and that's coming soon. Um, Hopefully by the time you hear this podcast she'll be gearing up and getting some episodes out there. Um, Another is with Meredith Curtis. We did a series on our favorite books and we gave you reading lists for the summer and uh, lots of great um, lists in that way. So um, I like to homeschool using uh, what we call real books. For example, I don't use a history textbook. Um, I don't use a science textbook until I get further along um, in high school, especially for my kids that uh, want to go to college. And so for those that don't want to go or um, think they're going to go into the workforce, we've been able to tweak some of our science and our learning to be more hands-on. So the first thing I do, and that's on my list, is to select uh, curriculum. And again, um, this handout is on episode 96, um, where you can find uh, more information. Okay, so um, I've selected my curriculum, and the next part, obviously, is going to be purchasing my curriculum. You can go to uh, kathyduffyreviews.com. Uh, She has some great selections of homeschool curriculum that she's reviewed over the years. Uh, That's a great resource there. Um, You can use various websites for ideas like Pinterest. Uh, I know a lot of people like the free downloadables. Uh, People like printables and things like that. One of the things I would say is if you're going to do that, that you take some file folders and label them. Uh, with various topics uh, like science, history, handwriting, um, you know, faith or Bible, uh, character studies, things like that. So when you're printing them off, that you can put them in these, um, you know, file folders so you can find them. And as I've been cleaning up and going through years and years and years of homeschool stuff, a lot that I'm not going to be using anymore because I have grandkids now that are little kids that I save things for and the older kids um, are in high school, I found um, huge, you know, crates of things that I had forgotten that I stored away. And so now we're repurposing those things. Like one of the things I did was... Um, I had memory work that I had the kids do um, using charts. My kids didn't like reading, uh, writing a lot. They loved to to hear me read. In fact, they didn't like. Some of them didn't like to read, and I love reading. So, I would use other things to keep them busy. For example, when I was working with one child on reading and or phonics or something specific that I had to work one to one with. I had a whole set of big, huge, beautiful colored charts. And so the, the other kids could go to the other room or, you know, just a little bit um, a little bit further off where they could be quiet and they could study the bird charts. And then later I had a list of all the different birds. So I had birds of prey, I had common birds, I had wading birds. And um, once the kids learned their names and, you know, I I would have them learn a common name like a blue jay um, or an osprey. And that way um, I could hold the chart up another time when we were just, we would do this on Friday when we had game day. And I would just use a a long, um, you know, pointer stick or 
um, even a yardstick and I would point to the different bars and the kids would see how many they could get and I would just check it off a list and they would just keep running totals and we would um, you know have another chart where they could color in how many uh, they learned and it was just a really fun thing uh, that they could do and they could do that quietly and it was a really high interest for them. Um, you can do that with the presidents of the United States if you want the kids to memorize the presidents. So whatever that is, um, if you're going on websites for ideas, um, you know, like Pinterest and you're printing out things, then you're going to want to keep them in folders so that you'll have them when it's time to plan. Okay, so while you're gathering your homeschool curriculum and you're ordering things, you're going to want to organize your school space. And I reorganize my school space every single year. Now, I'm going to tell you, we have um, homeschooled all different places. I mean, one year we even homeschooled out on the porch because we were adding on to the second story, which is where our schoolroom was. So we couldn't even school in our schoolroom for about six months. And everything is about atmosphere. It's about having a learning place that's conducive for learning. So one of the things that I look for is clutter and to get rid of clutter. You know, it's funny because I used to um, have to keep the clutter at a minimum or I couldn't think. In fact, my desk used to be the cleanest thing ever because I, I just couldn't think with all the clutter around. Well, now I've been able to tune it out um, out of self-preservation or I wouldn't get anything done but like I said this year I'm taking over my house and I'm not letting it take over me and even if I'm going to do things in short spurts of time this house is going to be organized from top to bottom so um, I keep all my books contained uh, where I want them I make sure that we pick up at the end of each school day um, and whether you school in the kitchen, the dining room, or the back porch, you know, make sure that you have all of your stuff in one place. So um, that's something that I do. And one of the things I love doing is at the beginning of every school year, I make the kids a banner and I make a welcome um, back to school banner. So I would, it would say, you know, welcome whoever the kids are that are going to be schooling that year and I'd have their names in big letters and then I would have the school year so uh, for this year it would be 2015-2016 and then I would have some big pictures of them either um, you know our tradition is we go to the beach every year well we went to the beach but I forgot to take pictures of the kids um, so they're not going to have beach pictures on there um, and so but whatever it is whatever your back to school routine is if you can take some pictures from the summer or sometime when you're having fun and put those on a banner and you, you can just um, you don't need a fancy banner uh, paper or anything like that you can take um, you know just on a, a computer program you can even do it in a um, you know word or notepad or whatever it is you have uh, for your computer and just do it on horizontal sheets of paper and do two or three uh, sheets. You can just have the word, you know, welcome, the next word back, and then to school on the next, and then on the, you know, another piece of, uh, the subsequent pieces of paper, your other things, and then just tape it together. I've done that, um, you know, for many years as well. So just whatever makes it festive, because I, you know, I think it's all about um, atmosphere. It's all about having um, excitement when you're getting ready to go back to school and just making it enjoyable for the kids. 
Well, when we come back, I want to uh, continue on with some more of the things that are on my back to school to-do list. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a Bible study for the entire family? Well, I created one after searching for months for a study that would encourage my family to have group discussions, teach life truth, as well as point to God as creator. So since I couldn't find one, I created one. Homeschooling with Proverbs. I didn't want to zoom through the book of Proverbs in one month, as some suggest. Instead, I wanted to savor and meditate on the words and have the entire family on the same page. If you want a Bible study written for the entire family with specific audios and activities from pre-K to adult, look no further. This set can be used studying one lesson per month or completed in nine months or sooner. The option is yours. In this set, you will find audios, printables, and when completed, you and your children will have a beautiful keepsake notebook. Visit homeschoolingwithproverbs.com for more information and begin studying the book of Proverbs. Allow God's word to speak to you. Well, hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms and this is episode 96 back to school to-do list. Well, today I've been talking to you about um, a checkoff list of sorts that I have and that is available for you on the website as well. So if you go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and then uh, look for episode 96, the episode title is Back to School To-Do List, uh, you'll find the handout there that you can print out. And so we've been talking about, you know, selecting curriculum and purchasing it, uh, using various websites and organizing your school space. Uh, the next thing on my list is purchasing school supplies. Okay, I have to admit, I love the office store. I could stay, stay in the office store for hours and look at all the stuff in there. But what I found is office stores are very pricey. So I use an office store for some specialty kinds of items that I can't find anywhere else. Like, for example, um, some really cool stickers or some, um, you know, laminated uh, posters or signs or something like that. Um, however, I will buy things, um, you know, cheaply at a warehouse type of store. So some of the things that I buy my kids are, um, you know, every year I get them notebooks, spiral notebooks and pencils and crayons and markers and colored pencils. And when they get older, they get mechanical pencils pens and highlighters and we keep all of our safe work especially the ones that I want for the evaluation time in a big three ring binder and it's really handy uh, to have it nearby so when you have notable work or work that you want to uh, keep or uh, show for an evaluation or just show that you've accomplished um, you know something great that year you can put that in the three ring binder um, and so it, it really, really helps to have that handy. Uh, for the little ones, obviously, you're going to have to put that in. But what I do with the binder is I split it up into the subjects that we're studying uh, with dividers. And then I have the kids put the papers in there sequentially. Uh, so that, that, like I said, is really helpful. One year I gave the kids all folders with pockets and each um, subject was on the front of the folder so as they had papers they could stick them in there. I thought that would be a really great idea and it was for two of my kids and not the third who 
um, cons consistently forgot to put his papers in and they were a mess and they were everywhere. So the next year we ended up going back to just hole punching everything. I have an electric hole puncher that is um, something I purchased something like 10 years ago and it's still uh, working well other than they lost um, the bottom of it that holds all the little holes that now tend to fly everywhere. So we have a little trash um, bag underneath it so it catches the holes. But that thing has been invaluable, and I've used it, like I said, for over 10 years. So there are some things you may want to buy to make your homeschooling easier. I know some families that have three-ring uh, um, binder, um, well, not the binder holes, that's what I just said we have. Um, they, they, you can make spiral um, books with it. And I know at one, one time we had that because we um, would spiral bind our own books that we were printing, and then we went to a different type of um, binding, just like a regular book binding, and we no longer needed that. Um, and I know my co-author, Jill, used hers for years for her homeschool, and the kids would just bind up all their work that way, and that worked really well for them. So that's another option for you if you want to buy something like that. A laminator has been awesome. Again, something that I've used year after year. Um, something I prefer better is the clear slip sheets with the three holes because you can put really nice papers or artwork in those uh, clear slip sheets and put them in a notebook and keep them. And you can also uh, double side paper so it takes less room. Uh, so when they were little, I bought them um, like a really kind of cool multi-subject uh, three-ring binder with multi-pockets and even had Velcro. And But once the kids were in high school, we no longer used this kind of binder. It just didn't hold enough papers. Um, they prefer the spiral notebooks anyway to keep their notes in. And they don't even like those big, um, big, big ones like my um, oldest kids, oldest two children like those. These guys like the smaller spiral notebooks. You can get them for 17 cents or a quarter, um, usually in the back-to-school sales, and we really stock up. I will buy about um, 30 or 40 notebooks, and we'll be able to use just about all of them in our school year. That's um, They don't have a ton of papers in them, but they're a college rule, so they're a smaller rule, but we use them for everything. So... Uh, this year, I purchased, um, you know, some uh, loose leaf paper, um, mechanical pencils, and new highlighters, and also some sticky notes. Um, and that's the other thing. I like to purchase some special things that are really fun to give them on the first day back to school, and I like to pass out the new books and supplies and make it special. And so things like that, um, either a special school supply or a holder or uh, like I have some fancy little sticky notes I'm going to give them um, that they can, um, you know, keep track of their, you know, like a bookmark, keep track of different sections that they want to um, highlight or uh, go back to. The next thing on my list is to organize your books. And so I love to get the new books for the school year. Even this year, um, we're not ordering that many books. Um, in fact, the books book that we're using is a, is a book that we've used in the past for science, and um, we have a lot of reading books that go along with that, and history is all um, novels and biographies. Uh, so I take those books and I put them on another shelf so that we can um, access them easily, and that is a twofold thing. Like one, so the kids can access them easily, and the second is that at a glance I can see 
what books they're reading um, and what they need to do. And I can, you know, prod them along if we're not um, getting um, done what we need to do. So that really helps. So I take all those books and organize them. And um, if you want to see my blog post at back, uh, back to School uh, list, I'll have a link in the post. But if you go to homeforlearning.com, you can see my before and after shelves. And my after shelf still has some more pickup that needs to be done. But uh, that's a, a good thing to be able to have your space, even if you're using a clear um you know, a box to put things in and, and a bin, um, you know, with a plastic bin with a lid, whatever it is, just keep it together uh, so that you'll know or move it over to a, another shelf um, on your bookshelves. And that way you can keep all your stuff together. And that, again, helps tremendously. So you've organized your school uh, space, you've purchased your supplies, you've organized your supplies, you organize your books. Now it's time to organize your year. So you got all your stuff together and you're going to take your book and you're going to look at how many pages it has. For example, if one of your books has 300 pages, you're going to divide it by 180 days because in Florida, that's how many days we're supposed to be doing school. And if you want to even break it down further, that's 900 hours. And so I know it looks like this undaunting task, but it really isn't. So you can take your number of school days and divide it by um, the number of, of um, pages in your book. Another thing um, that you can do if you are, of course, have younger children is to look at how many um, pages are in a book and figure out, you know, is this 35 pages or 100 pages and how many afternoons uh, of reading will this take? Or uh, can I read this during breakfast? And if I am, you know, will I read five pages or four pages? And of course, you're going to have to change that out but um, or tweak it as time goes and with what works and what doesn't. But at least that gives you an idea. Um, of what to do and how to, you know, organize your year, how many books you're going to need or how um, much time you're, it's going to take you. Um, also for unit studies, that's a whole nother thing. Um, you could take between six and eight weeks is typically uh, what a theme study or unit study takes. Uh, sometimes if we were studying insects, we'd get done a lot quicker because mommy doesn't like bugs. And so, um, you know, we might motor through a unit study like that in two weeks and then do a field trip or watch some videos on TV or, um, you know, finally take out that butterfly um, set that somebody gave us for Christmas and send away um, for the caterpillar so we can grow our own butterflies. That was a really fun unit we did with the kids one year. And they even created a butterfly garden. So... Those are the kinds of things that you can think about doing and, um, you know, organizing your whole year so that you can look at it in a glance and say, okay, you know, this is how much time we have. These are the things we're going to get done. We have some pockets of time where we can fill in, you know, make sure that you um, keep room for field trips or holiday, um, you know, breaks for Christmas or Easter that you're going to be taking off. And, um, you know, keep those things in mind. And even planning days, it's really nice. Uh, teacher duty days, you know, they have teacher duty days in school. So why can't we have, you know, mommy planning days? So make sure that you put those in your calendar as well. And then, um, you know, look at your day and organize that. I have a chart that's um, on my blog and I have a link for that um, on the podcast on episode 96. 
and you can have um, see an idea of how uh, we plan out our day for the kids. So for example, and again, this is high school level. I apologize for you mommies with younger kids, but this is where I am right now. So like for example, if we were doing English 1, I would say it's your grammar and composition book. Uh, do five worksheets Tuesday and Thursday, and then you're going to write papers for current issues and, and history, and that's going to count for English comp this year. And that's what I did one year. So they had five worksheets to do on Tuesday and Thursday. If they were ambitious and got them done, they were done on Tuesday. If they wanted to do two and a half and two and a half, they could, or three one day and two the other. And then that was reflected on their checkoff list as well. Um, for geometry, they watched a video and they did half of a lesson um, and one test per chapter. So they did half of a lesson every day and they did a test per chapter, I, um, I believe it was every two weeks, and they watched the videos as needed. Um, they uh, did their Bible and um, we were doing a video um, that we were studying um, a series and so they got to you know, do their prayer, and, and I called it a praise journal that year, and then they did their Bible um, every day, and they watched the video on Tuesdays and Thursdays and so on, and so, like I said, you, there's a list right there that you can look at um, and, and check that out for how to break up uh, your, your day specifically uh, with quite a few handouts on the blog post. And then you're going to organize your child's workstation. So whether it's a desk or a, um, you know, a corner um, on the counter or at the kitchen table, whatever it is, if you can give your kids some room to spread out, that really, really helps. You know, again, you know, I've homeschooled everywhere on the kitchen table, on the back porch, out of a book bag, doing on the way to do errands, in the car. Um, back in the day of cassettes and CDs, by the time MP3 came out, my kids were done with car school, as I called it. And, um, you know, a desk uh, designated in a home school room is where they do school now. And then as they're getting older, they actually want desks in their own room so they can go in there and close the door. So we've done it all. And, you know, it's amazing because it is going to change every year you know as your kids get older you're going to be tweaking it making it better but whatever you do just keep that atmosphere hopeful happy and enthusiastic and believe me your kids will love schooling um, it really is a, a mind over matter kind of a thing of being excited, um, being able to tell the kids, you know, guess what we're going to learn tomorrow, or I'm really excited. Like we did a human anatomy class last year, and I cannot tell you um, how difficult it was. And yes, I uh, did send a message uh, to Dr. J. Wild, and I said, do you realize how hard that book is? And uh, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Well, it was. It was really, really difficult. But I have to tell you, we learned so much, and we loved it. Um, this year, we're going to study uh, marine biology. Again, a great book. Sherry Selginson um, hit that one out of the ballpark. She did an awesome job. And I'm excited because we live in Florida, and we're going to um, add some marine field trips into um, our list of things to do, and hopefully over uh, Christmas break, go to SeaWorld that the kids haven't been to since they were really, really little, and hopefully we'll get to do, um, you know, one of those extra, um, you know, field trips um, behind the scenes so we can see more of the workings of it, more so than the, you know, the fun part of it, um, the shows, and 
And so we're going to do some different things this year. Um, they're going to be studying some Spanish. They are going to be um, really hitting the composition hard. And of course, uh, they are going to be studying for those SAT and PSAT for Michael uh, tests. And that's what I love. I love our College Prep Genius podcast on this network because Gene Burke has some amazing uh, tips on scoring high on those uh, college exams. So, again, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is Felice Gerwitz. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Go check out that blog post and get those handouts. And remember, give us a rating on YouTube. And if you do, just email me at Felice at MediaAngels.com, and I have a very special uh, surprise just for you. Thanks, guys. Take care. God bless, and talk to you soon. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking again about lists or the next podcast on this episode. And it's going to be about um, home shopping and grocery shopping. So you won't want to miss that episode. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.